0: What is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Mets Up Podcast. A very, very happy episode after taking two of three from the San Diego Padres. James, how are we feeling? Feeling good, right? Feeling great. It was a tough, fought series. Two really good teams. Probably
1: two of the best teams. Better teams in the entire National League. Doubt. And just two teams gave each other
0: everything they had, and the Mets won two. It, uh, it was an extension of the wild card series, right? We just <laughs> got game six going to game seven on the next one. I mean, it's good at least to see that the Mets... Who've I feel like had some trouble with the Padres over the last few years. They're a good team too, the Padres in the yeah, last couple of course. seasons, but that they came out and like they pretty much played just better baseball than them. There wasn't like really any one thing I feel like that stuck out of like the Padres messed up here or the Mets did something that was kind of crazy. It was just like good baseball by both teams, and the Mets just came out on top.
1: Yeah, Mets got like some decent length from the starting pitcher every single night. Nope, not a lot of walks, not a lot of hard contact entire no. series from San Diego Padres. Juan Soto with the big home run on Wednesday, but otherwise not like Xander hit the late one on Tuesday as
0: well, but not a lot of loud contact. It was just it was just two good baseball teams playing good baseball, especially because the Padres came in. I feel like hot like they started the year off cold. They went to Atlanta played really well in Atlanta were hitting a lot and the offense kind of was just cold a little bit in this series like Scherzer going game one McGill in game three Dave Pearson in game two. Like you said, they all did a really good job.
1: Yeah, there wasn't like these like these games were long also, especially in terms of how long other baseball games have been this year and games not played inside City Field, but not a lot of sustained rallies, just not a lot of
0: moments of real like intensity. Like it was just it was just really like, level baseball. Which is really good to see. like to see that, especially when the Mets come out on top in this series. It's even better. They're like, oh, good baseball, and the Mets are the team that wins more games. That's how it should be. And a big reason for
1: this team's success last year was just rubber games themselves. Yeah. The Mets had a ton of rubber games. So they was win one,
0: lose two, win three. And... The recipe continues. It's exactly what happened. So before we get going into all these games, make sure you guys drop us a follow on all our social media, at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Shout out to Vito. We've been pumping out content on all those. All the videos are being edited by Vito. Shout out to him. We appreciate it. If you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever it is, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. And if you're looking for the YouTube video, go to the New York Mets YouTube channel. We got a new thumbnail style today. We got a new thumbnail. Keep an eye out for it. It's going to have me and James' big YouTube face on there with some Mets player in the middle. I don't know what Mets player it's going to be. You got any ideas? Oh, um,
1: Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso.
0: Yeah, they had some good series. Yeah, they were they're decent. They had some good ones. But you guys are going to see our YouTube faces, my rea- uh, thumbnail faces.
1: That's, is that your first YouTube technically face? This is my first YouTube face today. Yeah,
0: you'll learn, you'll learn. You'll get yeah. there. I was kind of like messing around a little bit, but I hope it came out okay. That's what I mean. We have no clue. We will find out no. when I go home and Ooh. I get the clip. So we'll find out. This New thumbnail, like, This though. is like time traveling for us. Yes, a little yeah. bit. We're talking uh, in the future, but also in the past. Let's talk about game one. Max Scherzer on the bump, going yeah. up against Yu Darvish. Uh, as we know, the last time we saw Max Scherzer pitch against the Padres did not really go so well. And Yu Darvish, most of the time in his career, has had our number not that way this time, which was awesome. No, this was this was a real shift from the way the Mets have faced Darvish in the past. Overall,
1: heading into this game, the Mets had only scored at least four earned runs off Yu Darvish twice. Once in 2019, which kind of barely counts. Four earned runs 2019 yeah. is like three earned runs every other year in the oh. history of baseball. Was that
0: when he was on the Cubs? Yes. Was that the legendary Jason Vargas? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, That was the game, yeah. In the clubhouse (laughs) game? John just, I, if, if, if there's a pause, I mean, I think we should leave it in veto. but John's just ripping, blowing his nose right next to the mic. We, we have to wait five minutes for John to scarf his salad
1: down to start,
0: and now he's blowing his
1: nose
2: on the mic. This I did is, take a picture of him, so I can I can drop that in right here. John's crouching in the this corner. This is my Jordan flu game. That's, yeah. what, the, that's what this yeah, is. That's what this we got to put you in a bubble. That's away. what this is. Sorry. That was no, ridiculous, It's okay.
1: but. Yeah, we're talking about, yeah, Tim Healy, Jason Vargas. That was yeah. the last time the Mets have scored at least four runs off Yu Darvish. <laughs> Otherwise, the starts against Yu Darvish in their career, <laughs> no earned runs twice, one earned run twice, then two earned runs once, and three earned run uh,
0: runs once. I also remember Yu Darvish, who statistically I don't think a very good hitter, Owned the Mets at the plate as well. Yeah, I think no. he had some big games at the plate. Padres could have used him in this one because as we know, they got shut out. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's really nice to get to you, Darvish. Also, really nice that we get to see him early in the season because the Padres, as we saw in the seventh inning, sent him out for that extra inning and it didn't really seem to make sense, I feel like, from anybody who was watching the game. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't struggling, but it didn't feel like he was very dominant or sharp. They sent him out for the seventh, I think because in the World Baseball Classic, he just didn't pitch much. He didn't get much of a spring training. So they're trying to just... Artificially stretch them out a little bit to get ready for like full season action, mm-hmm. and end up biting them in the uh, in the butt a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Actually, I didn't even think about that. I was out, I was out playing softball. Mark skipped softball on Monday night to watch this game instead. Dude, not the real, not a real Dedicated to the thing. grind
0: of watching Mets baseball. Yeah. That's what it is.
1: But. Jeff Neal got us on the board early in this game with a nice rope double down the line and then in that seventh inning when things unraveled the bomb of the other star of the rally there was a can of walk there was an ever made possibly we got the
0: beautiful bunt by Luis Guillorme that just stayed right on the line do we know who the groundskeepers are here I don't know any names
2: Bill Deacon the legend Bill Deacon
0: big big Vancouver Canuck fan Bill Deacon really gotta gotta drop that in that's crazy of course you (laughs) you (laughs) haven't really mixed in a lot of hockey recently so not yet but it's coming it's coming but shout out Bill Deacon because whatever they did with the third baseline it was working beautifully for the Mets with that Luis Guillorme bunt that just sat perfectly, and then Tomas Tomasina with the swinging bunt that sat perfectly, and we uh, got shout out Janie on social media
1: yes. because that picture that went out the next day of the bunt right on the chalk in the Louvre was incredible.
0: That was that was good content right there, really good content,
1: and that was that was big for this rally because huge. You never really feel that settled in the late in the game when you're only up two, up five, you can put your feet up, one hundred percent. You and got, Lindor got the big double, broke it open. But I think the story in this game was Max Scherzer. That's what everyone's eyes were on. Kind of like realigning himself back to where we want him to be and where it's he always has been. Five innings, six strikeouts, one hit, three walks, no earned runs. First pitcher started the shutout for the Mets. Only one hard hit ball, and it was on Jake Cronenworth out. The Padres' entire game only
0: had three hard hit balls versus 10 from the Mets. Which I feel like with Scherzer's last few starts to start the year, like there had been some hard hit baseball. that right there already is a huge improvement. The fact that the Padres have a very, very good lineup like in terms of the top tier of hitters. Popcorn used, muscles. Yeah, the, t- the popcorn muscles, exactly. Yeah. So, like, when you can limit Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Xander Bogarts, Jake Cronenworth, those guys, to only three hard hit balls in the game, you're probably doing something right. And zero from
1: that big three. Yeah, that's huge. Massive. But I still think that just watching this game, he also did get a lot of whiffs in this start. Yep. It was like he was missing bats. It felt like the old Scherzer, but it still felt like there were... Many times where he either couldn't put somebody away or just didn't put the pitch exactly where he wanted it. I do think that has been a bit of a theme for Max early in the season. I think it just this could be a cold weather thing. Just it was so cold. Command coming along in a way for Max Scherzer. Like just last the way last season ended. Like one he was injured, and then those last couple bad starts, and it felt like kind of possibly a little weird, but. Something I'm noticing over and over again. These sliders keep just backing up on him. A little bit, yeah. And that's kind of like when you guys watch this on TV, it kind of just looks like a slider that stops sliding. Like you see it spinning and it'll just sit rather than move the way it always does. And that is an issue because then that pitch is going to sit there and now it's, a, it's just nice and fat for the hitter. It didn't hurt much in this game, no. less in this start than the last few. But still like, it like seems like there's just too many pitches in the middle of the zone. I went back and looked at some stats from this. Five of seven of the curveballs that Max Scherzer threw on
0: Monday night were landed in the heart of the zone. To be fair, though, Max Scherzer does use that curveball early in the count as kind of like a get me over. You're not expecting it. Let me get an early strike. So I feel like that's probably why a lot of those do end up in the heart, too. 100%. But then I look back at the last couple of years, and so far this season,
1: he's almost 40% heart rate on that curveball. It's 37. Last year was 27. year before, 23. And again, this is a very small sample. He's only thrown 37 curveballs so far this season. So. And even just dropping five of them in the heart of the zone, this start really made that go up. So not something like that's worrisome, but just something to keep an eye on. The fact that maybe it's like because happening with the slider as well. I just feel like some of them are just more in the middle of the zone. Just something to keep an eye on the command of Max Scherzer's breaking balls because that slider also is just not getting the swings and misses it got last year. Yeah, and again, that could be cold weather. That could be early in the season. That could very small sample size right now as well. Like that can even out. In next two starts very easily yeah. but the whiff rate swing strike rate strike rates are lagging a little bit and there's a little more drop on that pitch right now mm-hmm. it's just moving a little more vertically than it has in the past so just something to watch really positive start overall for max Scherzer. A clear step in the right direction but definitely let's all keep an eye on like max Scherzer are going forward
0: no 100 i mean he he gave us a start that we really needed i feel like a lot of mets fans even though like we took the series from the marlins were i mean like right now maybe we can all take like a a, sigh, a deep breath like like we can yeah. we can let one out because I feel like a lot of people came in, especially game one, like a little nervous, a little sure. anxious. The last time we saw this team in City Field, it did not go our way. It ended pretty horribly. Even in San Diego. Yeah, even in San Diego. So I think I, I mean I don't want to speak for Mets fans, but I gotta assume we feel a lot better after yeah. this series than we did coming into it, right? Of course, and good for us for being
1: the first people to support Max Scherzer last episode, a Hall of a future Hall of Famer who's had two bad starts. Of course. Actually, not one bad start, actually. <laughs> so good on us for that one. 20th shutout since the
0: start of last season, most in baseball. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sick. Yep, and Padres in this game played like a team that was on Sunday Night Baseball the day before. Which I love. Yes. I, love, love I love getting to play a team that comes off the Sunday Night Baseball game. It still blows my mind that they they like do that. They give like the Sunday night baseball game. At least they didn't come from San Diego. They were just coming from Atlanta, so it was yeah. like a two and a half hour flight or whatever it was. But that's got to suck to fly out like one o'clock in the morning, get yeah. to New York, sleep for a couple hours and head to the stadium. It's a, weird, it's a weird thing that's like always been in baseball and doesn't seem like it
1: ever will leave, that you have to take the flight right after. Like
2: if John's got something for us. Yeah, I just had a question for you guys. So the flight I think is the reason why Nelson Cruz did not play game one. Really? Older guy. He had little, six RBIs the night before. A little tight. Open the door for Matt Carpenter to play, yes. Mm-hmm. Who's got an incredible duster? Yeah, though. as does Trent Grisham. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think Trent Grisham was the duster kind of guy. And you have Stephen Negosic. So I want you guys to rank the three mustaches that we saw in this series. Oh man, yeah, that's an interesting yeah. one. Trent Grisham's honestly is the worst. Trent
0: Grisham's is horrible. I think. I, I think but it's the best also.
1: I was gonna say Grisham's could be the best. I think if there was a little bit more maintenance done yeah. on the sides, it's right not here. well kept. Yeah, but but I think it's kind of what he's going for. Because sometimes, like with mustaches and beards, I know from my own experience, like it's much harder to grow a mustache than a beard for me. Personally. Really? Yes. I'm the exact opposite. Really? I could grow a mustache. I
0: could grow a real gross mustache like, right there now. There was no ever, beard.
1: If I ever would shave everything here, the beard would come in pretty instantly, and the mustache would take about a full wow. month. Wow
0: interesting yeah no i the opposite. last thing that came in i've really, never really. even come close to a beard yeah i think i would go i'm carpenter one easy. yeah carpenter i think is one gothic mm-hmm. two and then grisham three for me yeah. I, I, interesting i, I kind of like
1: grisham's more than the but i want to give gothic the nod over grisham for being a met
0: and i got it yeah that's fair yeah, yeah i like that but i also I got to say like um, with Matt Carpenter, he's a tough one to beat too because he, he went to the Yankees and really was like, okay, no facial hair, which I think yeah. he did have facial hair when he played with the Cardinals a little bit at times. Yes, he did. It's like, I'm going to rock the mustache and he's kind of just rolled with it. Maybe he shaves it though because the season's not going that well as it was last year with the Yankees. I don't think it goes as well as last year. He was like Barry Bonds. Last <laughs> yeah, pretty year. much. Yeah, it was kind of
1: ridiculous, but yeah, interesting. Good point there. I didn't realize that. On yeah,
2: night. great stashes. Great mm-hmm. stuff. Stash. I, I think Grisham's is first of all, I'm a big Trent Grisham guy. Like he to really kills back the back of what happened him in Milwaukee. I mean, he was yeah. he was rage traded. That was a, I mean, humiliating. Doesn't even begin to describe <laughs> well, yeah, it. Yeah, that that
1: that like was the catalyst to getting Whoa, a national. He's back serious. with Josh
2: Hader too. He oh yeah. Yeah. It is. That's a great point. Didn't realize that. But his stash literally on the on the scoreboard, and obviously it's big, and you can see everything. Yeah. It almost looks like oddly photoshopped on. It's just so it is, out of place. But I like I like he's going for it. Mustache is solid. I mean, it's it's a good
0: baseball look. It's a baseball look that we've seen for a while now. Move on to game two, though. This one didn't go our way, but like there were, again, good things to talk about here, and I feel like David Peterson, to start with it, like good start from him.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was the best start of the season. Definitely. He was attacking the zone over and over again, and it was kind of did an interesting thing where he really dramatically changed his repertoire midway through this game. First time through the order was fastballs, 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 and the second time he went through, significantly more sinkers, And sliders kind of just completely switched the repertoire. It's not sure if that was a field thing. Not sure if that was a scouting thing. Not sure if he just didn't like it the way what happened first time. Just wanted to try to trick these players a second time. But cool to see him like make an interesting cerebral move like that in the middle of a game. And similar to his first start of the year, his slider was his most thrown pitch in this game. Which is really cool for David Peterson because that slider is his best pitch. 100%. And we see that time and time again. The more he throws that pitch, usually the more successful he is. And that was definitely true in this game. And also very even pitch distribution too when it was all said and done. Lots of curveballs, lots of changeups, everything was kind of even. Look, kept hitters on their toes. Good pitching.
0: Yeah, good pitching. It would have been incredible pitching if it was not for Hall future Hall of Famer Manny Machado, the two-strike double down the line. You just you tip your cap. Yeah. He's a future Hall of Famer. One of the best third basemen to ever play the game. Like He's he's going to do that. Sometimes the best player is going to beat you.
1: For sure. Especially when you see him third time through. I think they really wanted to get him through a sixth inning in this game. And, and he I, was think, I think, think really it was well. the right move to send him back out there, too. 100%. Send him back out there, for sure. But then you kind of get to May and Machado and, Zan, and you get to the righties there. After 7-9, and nine, the order got on. Yeah, he, he, he Probably could have... Yeah. Something else could happen there, but, you know. C'est la vie. What's c'est la vie? la vie. C'est la, vie. C'est la, vie. C'est la vie. Yeah. yeah. I mean... You get the guy through and also play a lot of games in a lot of days here. They're trying to get some length. But no, 100%. Yeah, the righty versus the lefty third time through. But again, you tip your cap to the Hall of Famer.
0: And really, at the end of the day, it just was a game of missed opportunities. You kind of knew something was weird in the air when they started the game off. Bases loaded, nobody out, and then we didn't score a run. Uh, yeah. And we got a little, little glimpse of that today, too, uh, yeah, which exactly. was a little bit scary. Luckily, then, it came through. But yeah, it was just like... When you start the game like that and then you can't come through, it, it puts a weird feeling in the air. Granted, we weren't at the stadium for this one. We were hanging out in Brooklyn watching the game, but yeah, that was a tough first inning. Yeah, then also you get to the fourth inning. You got first and third, no outs.
1: Yeah. Then you only scored one run. Pete got picked off, which yeah. Was, yeah, that was that was a tough one. Lindor had the big at-bat in the eighth with second and third, two guys out. And then Francisco Alvarez had a very big opportunity.
0: Yeah, it looked ninth and yeah. looked like uh, was trying to do a lot. Mm-hmm. I think wanted to be the hero. I like I like the idea of not being afraid of the challenge. But Josh Hader seemed to be like, oh, I, I you're probably gonna swing at almost anything I throw you up in the zone.
1: And Hader looks really really back this year after does that, he really? Yeah, after oh, that God. weird after that weird like thing that happened to him last summer, where he just wasn't good anymore. But he looks he looks pretty okay now again.
2: Yeah, there were a few tweets floating out about oh we're worried about Francisco Alvarez and uh, I mean quite frankly there's only one pitcher in baseball right now with a better strikeout rate than Josh Hader. It's New Jersey's own Ron Marinaccio. <laughs> so I don't like it because the Yankee thing, the New Jersey thing, I'm down with. But yeah, haters, filthy. So I think that's a tip to cap.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, he's a young player who definitely wants to do a lot for this team, saw an opportunity to make a huge, huge impact. Like we said, like, he wanted to play a hero. It's going to happen. He's 21 years old. By no means should there be anybody, anybody freaking out about this yet. Like, uh, he's he's... He's here early. He's here before he was. He should be kind of thing. So early. I mean, how old's Adley Rushman? 25 like years 35 old? 35 years old. He's and like as old as
1: John. Yeah, he's like <laughs> literally. Actually, <laughs> actually oh, almost man. as old as John, which is crazy because Francisco Alvarez is a pup. And you look through the first 22 play appearances for Francisco Alvarez's career, and you see the slash line, 150, 227, 200. Yeah. But then wait, you step back a second. That's not Francisco Alvarez. I tricked you. That was Mike Trout's first 22 really? plate appearance of his career. Oh. So there, it is possible for elite prospects to
0: come up and not be elite <laughs> right away and be good. Not to use another Yankee thing. Here, but Aaron Judge was
1: horrible his first year. <laughs> Can I say something also that's even crazier about that comparison? Francisco Alvarez does have a 150 average and 227 on base percentage through 22 played appearances. Wow, that's
0: like unbelievably. Yes, yes,
1: but he has a higher slugging percentage. I, have, I mean, Trout a... didn't have a home run yet through those play appearances. Francisco, Francisco Alvarez does. does. Yes, Compare him to Mike Trout, I like that. Yes, so why not? And also, just I think there's a lot of people who we see the top prospect, we
0: want him right now, like instant gratification. Yes. But that's like not at all how like player development works in baseball. It's really hard to find, especially at the catcher position. Really, really hard. Like, and getting a Jordan Walker like the Cardinals have, the, as you can tell, it doesn't really happen often. No, like, basically, once a year,
1: you get the guy who's like, oh my God, like, it was Julio. Yeah, Jordan Walker. Think back to a couple of years. Who, Tatis. Who, yeah, the Soto. Guys, the guys who walk on the field, you're like, wow, this is this is really different. <laughs> None of them caught, by the way. Yeah, that's the thing with catching. Like you look in the other side of the field, even this game specifically, and you see Luis Campusano, who for years and years, 2018, 2019, 2020, was regarded as if not one of the best, if not the best catching prospect in baseball, one of the best catching prospects in baseball, and it's taken him actual years, yeah, to get into a spot where like he can. Be functional for the major league team. Probably had the best game of his career that night. <laughs> he he three hard hit balls, three hits, and he was smashing the ball. He looked really good and physically imposing. But not saying at all that that's the expectation for Alvarez. No. But just saying that this doesn't happen like this. It's not MLB the show where <laughs> you keep playing games, your overall keeps getting better. <laughs> like that's just not how it is. It's gonna be up and down, good games, bad
0: games, and it's hard when you're in not an everyday role too. Hundred percent. Like I, I was talking to Jabari Blash like years ago when I met him and talking about like what it's like coming off the bench and like not having an everyday role. And he's like, it, it is really tough. Like you end up being a little more aggressive than normal because you're like, I have my opportunity to show my skills off. I have the opportunity to make an impact. I want to make sure I do it. So I play more Francisco Alvarez right now, as we know, is the backup catcher to Tomas Nito is going to be playing pretty much every single day. I'm sure Alvarez like in his head is like what we were talking about, like maybe chasing a little bit more, swinging a little bit more. I'm sure in his head, he's like, I got an opportunity. Let me show everybody how good I am. So they have to keep playing me more.
1: And Alvarez is a guy who ran amazing walk rates in the minor leagues. So like passivity is something that is probably if he's being more passive, it means he's probably feeling better yes. about his game right now. And it's just hard adjusting the major league pitching while also trying to catch while being 21 years old. He's a, four years younger than Adley Rushman. He's
0: 21. 21. He's so, so, so young. Pump the brakes if you're one of those Mets fans. If I, I don't think a lot of you that listen to us are. I, I think we've not. done a really good job of making sure we don't have the crazy Mets fans that would say something like that. I was like, but... For those of you that are out there existing and listening to us, please just easy, easy. Take it easy. It'll be okay. Yeah, we we got time. Game two, we also got to see uh, David Weathers in the stadium. Former Met, former like 10 different other teams. But uh, his son Ryan Weathers made the start. Looked like Kind of okay. Like, yeah, it looked okay. What's, I mean, got that fastball up to like 96. That's, we had
1: a sweeper just sweeping around. Yeah. It was hard to square him up, but he also wasn't missing that many bats. It like no. was really annoying games. And I
0: think they, they interviewed him on y too, David Weathers. And I'm like, yeah. he probably was like, I'd really love to just like watch my son pitch and I not feel like talk. Yeah, <laughs> we, we
1: were watching the game and we didn't have volume. So we just saw them continue to like show him and talk to him. We're like, I wish he probably just really wants to relax. Yeah.
0: <laughs> probably like I'm really nervous about my son's performance right now. Please stop asking me questions. Anyway, lost that game. Again, game missed opportunities. So what it is, Sometimes you lose. At the end of the day, these are two really good teams, like we said in game one. Sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose. Luckily for us, we had another game, game three, and it was huge. We got the win. We win the series. I mean, in the stadium, felt really good. We yeah. got to go up into the press box for the first time ever. We were official boys. We got yeah. our media passes now. So we're sitting in the press box, and me and James are scoring some late runs, just like quiet little little fist bumps. You can't Little high fives as he leaves yeah. me hanging here right now. I'm just dying. Yeah, there I thought we go. you were just like mimicking it. Nah. I you were looking for. Oh, yeah, yeah, give me there another one. But, it was uh, it was really nice to see the Mets play. a Very clean game, pretty good baseball all around. Like yeah. the defense, they they drove in runs when they needed to. The pitching was solid. Gotta start with Tyler McGill, who had another really good start. Also, I want to say I think the shape of this game was
1: something that we can hang our hat on as well because in the first inning, Juan Soto hit a home run that would have gone just straight into
0: the marina <laughs> if there wasn't any if there wasn't any kind of wall or function there. He, we'll give Juan Soto some love here just for a quick second. We respect baseball. Juan Soto is one of the best that we've seen in our lifetime, which is yeah. crazy because he's 24, 23 years old. But he put a ball in a spot that, I mean, we were talking about it earlier. We have not really seen anybody else hit that area since like Adam Dunn hit it back in off, the the, off the Shea Bridge. He hit it so hard off the bridge that it bounced back onto the field basically on a fly, which is like... Just to wrap your head around that idea, it bounced like 90 feet off the bridge. I was still on the 7 train on the way here, and Howie goes, that was a shot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was no other way to explain it. He hit it really hard. Uh, again, another one of those, you tip your cap. Juan Soto's a really, awesome. really good ball player. We did a great job this series with him. A great job. And he seems
1: to like really love playing at City Field, courtesy of John right here. That was Juan Soto's third home run. That was at
0: least 450 feet at City Field in his career. Gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so far. And he's younger than Adley Rushman. I would like to know if Keith Hernandez at the time was saying that he's not much of a power hitter during I the not, Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned it the other night and it was upsetting. Yeah, no. he's. I mean, Wanso is just one of the best players. Enough of Wansor, though. Let's talk about Tyler McGill because right after that, really settled in. Super settled down. He didn't allow another hit
1: after that home run until Xander Bogarts hit a uh, single in the fourth that... Tied the estimate yes. as a little sneak peek. We're going to talk about five minutes. Put it at six. Yeah. And like, this was an interesting start for McGill because he, again, wasn't really missing that many bats. And he didn't really seem to have a great feel for either of his breaking balls because it was all fastballs and changeups. Mm-hmm. He threw, I think, right here, 14 total sliders and curveballs in this game out of 83 ish pitches that he threw. So very low pace on his. Ukura. Per game averages usually only five hard hit balls though got a lot of pop ups lots of lazy Tons. fly balls in this game not a lot of ground balls something I told you guys to watch for last time so that probably was an anomaly for Tyler McGill but still a good anomaly
0: still worked still happened and he just he just went out there and he just he just pitched well dude shout out to Tyler McGill again like last year when you know our pitching went down he came up as a guy who wasn't even supposed he started opening day he came in did a great job and he's mm-hmm. doing it again a guy who was sent down to start the year, essentially demoted. I'm sure that like can yeah. be a little crushing for a guy who's been good at the major league level. For sure. Had numbers, had success. He comes right up when Justin Verlander gets injured, and he has been exactly what we need. He's been consistent, five, six innings every start, keeping the games close, even sometimes get, putting us in a position to, to win in those scenarios. I like, would say actually all of them he yeah. has. Tyler McGill's made
1: three starts, and he has three wins. This he's just, not the
0: Wins podcast, but that's happened. Yeah, he's been really, really good, and I feel like that's something that should be spotlighted is the guy like really wasn't in theory supposed to be pitching these games just yet. And all. he's come in and you wouldn't have a clue if you weren't like an actual Mets fan for sure. And again, just having giving up that home run and then just holding
1: line, letting Big. the Mets get back into it because Brandon Nimmo had a double a run. Then Francisco Lindor the nice home run.
0: Right down the line. Really hugged that baby to lead off an inning. Which is funny because right before that, we were like, oh, man, a little swing missing a little bit. And then yeah. next pitch, bang, right right down the line. I think Mark literally said,
1: something up was right the swing right now. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it usually does. The next pitch, he hit a home run. And then the we're like, All right, cool. Cool. Yeah, we Yeah, great jinxing for us. We needed that one. And then Pete hit the home run after that. It's five
0: home runs back from Lucas Duda for the most home runs
1: in city field history with 66. Duda having
0: 71. Yeah, two power hitting first baseman. That is for sure. And we were also watching that. Uh, over, like, Section 128. We were standing up there met your friend. Yeah. And I think got I looked at you when Pete came up. I was like, how about a Peter Alonzo home, Peter home run right about now? And, like, next, as soon as he got hit, I'm like, God,
1: let's go! <laughs> the, the jinxing powers are, are real, but they also have to be genuine. Like, you can't no. force it. You can't fake it. If it happens once in a while, then it actually really did happen. But if you do too much, then you kind of lose the whole jinx, quality. Like
0: we Like, we forced the Francisco Alvarez one last night yeah, on my really Twitter where I was that. like, basically, I'm going to name my third child Francisco if he hits a home run here. We forced it. That was, that was not organic. That's on me, Francisco. It's not on you. But this game, we were we were out legitimate. And then just to clean
1: up about how good the Mets hitters did this game, this was a massive game for Tommy Fam. We've been playing a lot of lefties, and he plays he's been well lining up a lot of against them. I mean, hey, he's ready. He just, he just keeps hitting the ball hard. One time, he hit it too hard. ground to a double play <laughs> with two men on. But again, he keep hitting it hard. Good thing it's going to happen. Three hard hit balls, two hits, stole a bag, scored the run, drove another in, got a big insurance run for us in the seventh inning. Huge. And just having him move to the bottom of that order against lefties, Interesting that he'll hit seventh and sometimes first, like nowhere in between. But he just he, he does he really just takes good at bats against them time and time again. He's a
0: good ball and player. I believe that RBI in the seventh was off of righty. Yeah, would that be off of Honeywell? I think it was off Honeywell, which makes sense. And yes. like I mean, he's been swinging the bat really well ever since he got those contacts. in. Tommy Pham seems to be somewhat back, right? Like I mean. The hard hit rate has been great. That's when, all you can really ask for. Like he never left. Like he never left. How, never. how happy are you about that one, James? He's so happy. That's yeah. been your guy since we started this podcast before we came with the Mets. Every offseason, you're like, Tommy Pham well, is available. Let's cheap. bring him to Queens. And now he's here. When are you getting the Tommy Pham shirt or jersey? That's the real I'd, question. I'd be down for a Tommy Pham jersey. I'm totally ready for that. He was on probably like for
1: the 50% of my fantasy baseball teams between 2015 and 2020. Is Tommy Pham the number one guy that we haven't spoke to yet that you, you want to get an interview with? Yes and no. I, I, I'm intimidated by Tommy Pham, for oh, sure.
0: The, the guy is serious.
1: Yeah, he's, he's stern. The great TikTok the Mets put up yeah, Tuesday when you guys are listening to this. Ask everyone on the team their pet peeve. And Tommy Pham very sternly just said general dirtiness. It's I grew up in a clean household. I was like, oof.
0: And that one was a great answer. And Francisco Lindor's like, man, life's good. I got no problems. The most hair on the shower was really funny. And Eduardo Escobar saying, what's his favorite pet or what's his least favorite pet peeve? Uh, No, what is is his pet peeve? What is his pet peeve? Cats. Yeah. And doesn't like cats. That's not really a pet He might have just, like, taken that in, like, very literally. What's his least favorite pet? Yeah, what's your least favorite type of pet? (laughs) Cats don't like them. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's a really funny video out of the World Baseball Classic everyone should find where David Peralta basically puts Eduardo Escobar, like, an arm bar. Yeah. And they, like, came at him with a cat, like, in, like, their cafeteria wherever they were staying or hanging whatever, and he's just screaming to get get the cat away from him. He, like, spins
0: out of it. It was really funny. Terrifying. You know, John, whenever we play, like, the Tigers this year, let's find out Eduardo
2: Escobar's numbers against cats. That's not a bad one. Do you guys Cats know kids. that he obviously played for Arizona? Yes. Yes. You know their mascot. They do have a big cat mascot. Do oh, my God. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's, it's like a, they have a He's snake. He's a bobcat or, bobcat, or something cat, like that. Right? Well, yeah, yeah.
0: Snake. Because oh, you can't really make a snake costume.
2: Snakes it's not don't have arms around you.
0: Snakes don't have a, arms or legs. How are you going to make a costume? And what
2: kind of kid is going Like, mascots are for the kids. Well, who's going to like a snake? You can con- make a friendly snake, then but... Then why'd you I name the team nah. that, then? I they should have been named the... Because the, they play they, in the desert. <laughs> to be fair, the Mets huh. the Mets
0: are named the Mets and their mascots of baseball. So, I mean... Yeah, but Metropolitans were in New York and it's a baseball head. Great. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it doesn't oh, really...
1: happy birthday, Mr. Met. We missed his birthday this of week. Of course, yeah. Happy birthday, to Mr. One. Met. Give
2: it up for him. Who's Mr. Met's father? That that's Don't, the question. That's a that. million dollar question. <laughs> a birthday that. begs the question. <laughs> who are the parents? <laughs> Haven't solved that mystery yet. <laughs> oh,
1: God damn. That was kind of funny. Also huge game from Brandon Nemo here. Yes. Five hard hit balls from Brandon Nemo. Kind of ridiculous. It's a lot. Yes. A double three hits, two RBIs. Just really crushing the top of the order as he always does. And the order is so good. This was against a lefty. Do you remember the days a couple years ago, Brandon wasn't playing against lefties? (laughs) They refused. Or he was moving down the order against them. Now he shows up against a lefty, one who's generally
0: okay in Blake Snell and says, I'm going to hit you, hook. I'm going to hit you hard. (laughs) That sentence is very funny out loud. One who's generally okay. Fast Blake Snell. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> kind of, he's
1: kind of a decent pitcher sometimes. He's a decent pitcher once in a while, but sometimes, like today, he just doesn't throw strikes, and it's weird. He threw, like, 70% fastballs today. Very strange. That is weird. Yeah. I mean, isn't his slider really good? Yeah, fantastic.
0: Yeah, okay. I I mean, you know, shout thanks, Blake oh, yeah. Snell. Thanks for throwing more fastballs. We appreciate it. It does, it does some good. Last bit of... Uh, Hyping up the Padres here before we say anything, but it's not even hyping it up. It's just no, it's just annoyance. John's favorite mustache, Trent Grisham, <laughs> three walks today. This uh, guy, if he played against the Mets, he would be a top five outfielder in baseball. It, it, it really added a lot of a uh, lot
1: of the drama late in this game. That Trent Grisham continued to draw walks, hitting ahead of Manny Machado. A lot of stress. I just
0: I just throw him a strike. <laughs> yeah, please just let him let him hit it. He what he does, he really doesn't put it he's anywhere. Like a,
1: he's like a career like two thirty hitter.
0: That's that's being generous. He's, he's a like good player. The last he's a good year. player. I think he's a good player. Yeah, Mark first round actually, pick.
1: Yeah, we were staunchly on the Trent Christian bandwagon before last year, and he disappointed me tremendously. Yeah. But however, I still think he's a good player, one I would take on my team any day of the week.
0: Yeah, I mean, they should give him the Taylor Ward treatment like they did in this game, hit him in front of the two best hitters on your team so that yeah. they have to see strikes, or he walks and he gets on. Yeah. Also, some pretty good use of the bullpen this game. Great use. Brooks Raley came in the sixth inning to
1: face Juan Soto, even though we knew there was going to be another Juan Soto play the appearance because that was only the sixth inning. And then in the seventh inning, when he came up with men on, David Robertson came in. And then again, David Robertson went through and pitched the eighth because in a bullpen that only has one lefty, you look at all these pitchers, like who's next best chance to get this really talented lefty out? And it's David Robertson. Yeah. Because he has the up and down curveball, His color gets lost off contact. And he's
0: just, he is the best reliever in this bullpen right now. 100%. And he's looked so good in every single appearance. No, incredible. Had. And this, that was, that was, that was really good use of the bullpen. I'm very no, happy about that. Really cool too. Cause at times like last year we would see like maybe like it's different when you have Edwin Diaz cause he is like your ninth inning guy and like closer, but we saw it later in the year that like Buck was getting a little more creative of like, these are, this is really the save right now. This is really yes. the three biggest outs that we need to get. And that's exactly what we did with Robertson today. Mm-hmm. Some of that me and you who are, you know, big fans of how the Rays run their bullpen. That's, that's right out of the race playbook. Yeah, remember the one time last year we talked
1: about all the time still that Trevor Williams faced Juan Soto <laughs> and whatever it was, the 8th or ninth inning, and that was like, no, and everyone's like, it's only April. Like, no, it's, all the games count for one. Good job, though. Yeah, no, this was good. This was a really good game all around. Good team win. Tyler McGill bared down. Good work by Buck. Bats came out.
0: Great, great game. Fun little fact here too from Johnny Stats. 14 steals in 11 games for the Mets. They didn't steal their 14th base until the 31st game of the season last year. I think Jeff McNeil had a steal today. He I don't, don't remember the last time he stole a base. McNeil a steal. Pham had the steal. Nimmo has still even stolen
1: a few backs. Marte been, is yeah. always running. They've been averse to stolen bases. Lindor had one the other night. Yep. I like I like that they're
0: getting a little creative on the base paths. Like it's Kanem nice. might have sneaked one He too. did steal one today because yeah. we thought he was out. Yeah. We yeah. thought yeah. on the that replay one, that he yeah. was tagged out, but it was inconclusive, which means the call stands, not confirmed. And the Padres lost their challenge had another pretty challengeable we'll play later in this oh, game they yeah. weren't able to challenge it with Tomas sign into third yeah. he was definitely out <laughs> at third yeah yeah but great great win great today. series win Good day at the
1: ballpark, 70 degrees, slight (sighs) breeze, sun everywhere. So nice. Pack day, too, even though it was a Wednesday afternoon. Really shout out the Mets faithful for getting out here for these three games against what's becoming a
0: rival. I think it was 35,000. What's the stadium hold? I don't know what the official number is. 42 officially. 42, 35,000 on a Wednesday day game in April. That's fantastic. You think the sun was the reason or you think there was like a little spring break action, too? I think it's both. I also do think it's the Padres. Like people yeah. want to come and see this team. Like these teams said the last episode. I don't think they like each other. No, I don't think, think so. they really want to win the series. They don't like each other, but there isn't like any animosity. It seems like on the field. Like like when we play those Phillies and the the Rat Jose Alvarado's yeah. on the mound. There's there's some hatred there.
1: Jose Alvarado striking out like what eighty percent
0: of the batters he's faced this season. Don't worry about it. Still the Phillies <laughs> bullpen. <both laughs> really they good. still will crumble when they have to. And okay. we do have another series coming up against the Oakland A's. But before we get going into that, you know we got to do the estimate. The last one ended. We 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 knew it was going to happen. Yep. I guess five uh, total bases for Xander Bogarts. James said seven. We literally said on the podcast, go back and watch it. It's going to be six. And, and what was the number, James? Exactly six. So John, what do you got cooking up for us this time? Maybe maybe we won't f- have a tie because we've now had three, four series. Yeah, four series. This will be. This will be yeah. Wait. Yeah. This will be the fourth series. What yeah. is the fourth series. It's uh, one nothing.
2: Yes. <laughs> one nothing. Yeah. Well, again, my uh, my Seder problems contributed to that. But uh, yeah, no, that's, I mean, hey, you can't predict baseball just like Alexis Diaz last year was not pitching the a series. <laughs> it's null and void. We can all agree. I like that. There's no controversy. We move on. The Mets headed to Oakland. Things not going well for Oakland right now. No. I think it's fair to say. That's a blanket statement. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to pile on. Um, but they're, they're run differential right now on the season. To this point, we're recording, obviously, after the final out of Wednesday's game. Minus fifty three, and it's twelve no. runs worse than the second so second windy. or worse in baseball. Gosh. It's not good. It's not what you want. To quote Joe Girardi, <laughs> so I, I feel like with this estimate, there's much more variation, and hopefully we can avoid a tie. That's what we we seek to do. We want results. Mm-hmm. We want. I want James to shave. I want to see the mustache not come in.
1: I I, I, well, I don't know why I would ever get, wager that. Like, I don't even know what market wager that's equal. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. I've had this beard since I was 18. So you haven't seen your chin. Come on. No in I mean, 10 years A lot almost. of friends. I like real like legit friends. I have in my life. have never seen me without it oh, Some of my best friends ever. We got to figure out some coming. It's coming. I just don't really want to That's I, fair. I did this. This has been a life-changing week for me So I actually did kick have, a man wise. Yeah, I did I did actually have the thought like why not just like whatever because I always thought like if I was gonna shave It was gonna be when I grew my hair out I finally have grown my hair out to a place where like it's long. I'm comfortable with it So maybe how
0: long would it take for you to grow it back? The beard. Three weeks? Okay. That's not yeah. that bad. The only
1: thing I'm concerned about is what would probably be like a ridiculous tan line on my face.
0: Oh, insane. It's been
1: years since this face has seen actual sun. So, like, and the whole reason I did start shaving or <laughs> not stop shaving originally is because it was just like sensitive. Like I just shaving's annoying. It takes yeah, time. It and expensive. it's like I would get like these red bumps. I'm like, this is awful. Like there's no reason for this at all. Yeah, can't relate. Yeah. Not can't what relate if we took you
2: for a professional shave, like a nice close shave? They give you the towel with the the real blade, okay. the it, little
1: content. But then, like, what? Then what? Then what is the other side of that? It's like James gets shaved. Like, who would watch that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who, who, this, what's, what's the bad? <laughs> Viewers at home, you tell us. Would you watch
0: it? I would yeah. think I would. What's even for that? Like, Mark has to grow a bad beard and keep it for a month. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a mustache. I'll just do a oh. just straight up mustache. But that's not bad at all. It's not gonna look good. No, yeah. it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I I if if I I just, just not
2: equal. You have to keep it then for six months.
0: That's, that's so long. That's a, that's, that's, half, so long. that's like
2: an off-season and then some. Th- yeah.
0: Four months. I think however long it would take for you to grow back a beard is how long I'd have to keep a full mustache. Yeah, we all know, we'll know what the aftermath's going to look like here. We'll find out. I mean, just don't lose it. you don't have to worry. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. true. Well, that's not Absolutely not agreeing to this. Okay, not agreed to. Maybe maybe the full <laughs> uniform is the first half. Maybe the second half is... is <laughs> is, is we'll, we'll get back to the hair, facial yeah, hair yeah. thing. But what are we doing, John? I forgot.
2: Yes, we are going to go with, for this series upcoming in Oakland, Yeah, the Mets... Run differential. What will the run differential be? We're obviously assuming the Mets are on the positive side. So where will it land across the three games? All right, let's try and figure this one out here.
0: This is is big because
1: now we're also kind of predicting whether or not we think it's going to be a sweep or two out of three.
2: Yeah. Because that dramatically changes this number. For sure. Mm. No, without a doubt. I mean, listen, you got crunch the numbers. I like the one we did last year, the uh, foul territory pop, the foul outs. That, that was, was a good one. one. The, that o- was a good the over
1: one. under O'Neal Cruz may well, well recover soon from his fractured ankle. The over under his fastest throw of the first
2: base. Well, that was Amazing. a good one that too. That was, really that was good a good one. one. Well, you know, we always try to push the uh, push the needle here on yeah. that stuff when we, it comes we, to the estimate. We, tr-
1: we try to not give John many compliments on this show, but that was a really good thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think that's like the one for the next like <laughs> month is and a half. Three games, right? It is yeah. three games. Three correct. Games. Uh, yeah, I got a number I like. Couple ex-Yankees pitching
0: for the Athletics in this series. Yeah, no, I can't do that number now. I didn't like. I didn't like the way I drew it. It's, it's as if I never. Penmanship this counts. Penmanship counts. Yeah, I like my number. All right, we're you ready, guys to both roll? ready to to yeah, show it. Give me a second. Okay. James is thinking. He's pondering. I am pondering. This is big. You might shave his beard for this one. That's
2: not true. Um, I really want to see it. Yeah. I've been begging for like like nine months now. <laughs> it's Weird. Yeah, it's just like a, an itch I need to scratch. You know, I just like really want to see you without a beard. I can't explain it.
1: Yeah. John's had a couple edges he had to scratch this week. <laughs> Oh, uh, I got the dead marker again, but I'm really shading it in. You have a
2: whole bag of markers there. I know, but I just grabbed one. I'm not going to grab another one now. We're doing it. All right, All right. ready to go? Wow. You guys ready to show it? Yeah. Three, two, one. Ten. I Eleven. W-
0: Eleven was one of the first numbers really? I wrote. And I said three game series. Then I wrote nine. Wow. Which is crazy because we would have had an opportunity for ten again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird, though? Last year, I feel like I was always the guy under and you were always the guy over. I know. This We flopped. 10 For your boy Mark 11, for James, all right. Can't all right, have a tie. so we know Can't someone is gonna win, yes. Yeah, someone's gonna win somehow. This one. They introduce half runs, it's possible, it's possible. Change a lot of rules. I mean, Oakland anything can happen in that stadium. There, we could have done total attendance too, yeah. Done, that, we've we'll, done that one before. I like yeah. it. I like, the,
1: I like the new thinking, but we're gonna preview the series a little bit because we don't see the Oakland A's very often. We did see him at the end of last year, which is also very <laughs> weird. That again, we're playing a series with a team that we played towards the end of last season,
0: yeah. I mean, the, the schedule makers at Major League Baseball, the new computer or whatever that they use is uh, just spitting out some wild schedules. Yeah.
1: Going to be cool to see some familiar faces on this A's team. Yaris Familia. Miss you, bud.
0: Legit friend of the podcast, Trevor May. Got a little story about Trevor May. I think I could share it now. Do After it. they got knocked out in the postseason last year, I woke up in the morning to a DM from Trevor May apologizing that the team did not perform well enough and that they got knocked out of the playoffs. I could not believe. Yeah. Waking, I think I like texted everybody. I was like... Trevor May just apologized for losing. He didn't even do anything <laughs> wrong. You. Yeah, to me personally, Mark, I'm sorry we lost. Yeah. I know this meant a lot for the team. So Trevor May always got a special place for me. Really nice dude. Hope he does well, except in this series.
1: Yeah, not now. I'd like to score 12 runs off him, but Trevor great. May Trevor May's a great guy.
0: Yeah, and he's looked, I think he's looked pretty good so far this year yeah, with the A's. Yeah, he
1: he's looked just pretty good. I mean, this A's team is, is, is objectively... Uh, they they they're lacking in many
0: areas. Yeah, I mean, the well, best way to say that. to tell the viewers about our fun little steak bet that we have. Yeah, okay, so this, this is a
1: fun one. Mark and I and our group of friends, we just like to like it's like kind of get after each other a little bit. Well, so we've made a lot of bets with each other over the years, and we kind of hit a point beginning of last year. It was actually, you know what it was? It was a Scherzer night. Yes, the first steak bet that was ever made, where we're like, why are we taking our money from our friends? Like, let's do things with our friends. So we started betting like nice steak dinners. So it happens like twice a year. Anyone will make a bet in the, in the group, and whoever loses, you have to buy the winner a steak dinner. Sides and anyone who shows up, they have to pay their own stake, but the loser buys everybody around of drinks.
0: Yeah. It's a stake bet. It's, they've been great so far. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended if you're able to do stake yes. bets with your friends. So me and James have a stake bet this year of who will win more games, the Oakland A's or the Washington Nationals. I've got the Nationals. You've got the A's. Yep. Uh, I'm double rooting for the Mets this series. Yeah,
1: I, I I built it into my projections for the A's to lose all three of these. Of games, course, so we're, we're not really worried about it. But the the A's team, you're going to look at the team, and be like, what, what what the heck's going on there? Because you're going to see you're going to see like guys who are like these prospects trying to come up, make a name for themselves. Shane Shane Langoliers, catcher, Shay, the, yeah, catcher they got from the Braves, fantastic. Estudio Ruiz, people are kind of split on him, but he's really really really
0: fast. He I know he's base. he's going to do something this series. Yeah, I know it, like because he's he's someone that I have like. Uh, I, I've had some comments about him about the the acumen of player he is, yeah. so I know he's going to come back to haunt me at just at least once. There, is, there is a skill
1: set there. I don't know if he's, he's going to be successful for a long time. And he's pretty good at getting on base. Like yeah. he does take some pitches, but then you look, you are like, why, why is Jesus Aguilar hitting third? Yeah. Why is Tony Kemp hitting leadoff? <laughs> like you are going to be like, why, <laughs> why is guy, it led th- Diaz hitting fourth? Yeah. Like, it's 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 a very strange, strange team. Jace Peterson still still puttering around Matt out killer. there. Matt Killer, Matt yeah. Killer, Jace Peterson, Ryan Noda, who's annoying Matt, even... from last year. Matt Killer, Connor Capel definitely going to get some maybe from the Nationals. No, he was on the A's last year. Was he he, on the,
0: I thought he was on the Nationals last year. Last
1: year, he was on the A's for that series. Uh, and he, had, he had a big one off the ground.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's where it is.
1: But just, uh, we're not going to see Seth Brown who probably is objectively their best player, maybe.
0: Best hitter, at least. Like yeah, Ramon Laureano is probably their best oh, player I still. About Laureano. Laureano yeah. is a really good player still. He's definitely their best player, but Seth Brown is probably the best pure hitter on yeah. that team, and he's out, so mm-hmm. we won't see him.
1: Ramon Laureano is also really cool because he speaks very candidly about not wanting to be in this team anymore.
0: <laughs> like, it's all, like I get it. Like, no one's there. The stadium is
1: kind of getting run down at this point, and the rest of the roster around him is kind of lacking. So he's like, yeah, i really love to play well enough to get traded.
2: Have you ever been to the Oakland Stadium? No. Any of you guys ever been to the Oakland Stadium? I have not, but I do have a hilarious nugget for you guys. About? You mentioned Trevor May just now. Yes. He's the only athletics pitcher with a win. Wow. <laughs> Shout out Trevor May. Hopefully. Two win mentions. Wins podcast now. Hopefully it stays yeah, that wait, way. They have two wins. They have two wins, and he has won them both. Oh, oh my he's God. He's been the winning Good pitcher in both games. Good for games. Trevor. Good for yeah. Trevor. Glad wow. to hear him. That, that was that. Was that he's not in arbitration anymore so it yeah, doesn't matter
0: no, 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 yeah he now just i think he's actually now the highest paid player on that team oh yeah 100 percent. when i yeah. spoke to him he's like I, I i think he said he's the highest paid player which is crazy for him and then he also said something that i think his major league experience is more than all their bullpen arms combined at the time wow. that we spoke interesting because danny danny is jimenez or jimenez uh jimenez probably all right he, he feels like he's been around a while yeah, I don't know if he was on when he told me okay, this. Yeah. They have that,
2: Jerry's Familias on the athletic. Yes. Jerry's familia wasn't yeah. on the team when yeah. he said this yeah. comment. This was back in spring training. They, so. they
1: filled it out a little bit. A little yeah, bit. The A's <laughs> made some winning moves toward the end of the end of free agency. But pitching matchups this series, we got Sanga going up against James Caprelian Friday night. Carlos Carrasco against Shintaro Fujinami on Saturday. We were hoping for Sanga versus Fujinami. Not getting it, but I digress. And then Max Scherzer on Sunday against JP Sears.
0: So... Talk to me about these pitchers because Fujinami is probably the name that everyone definitely is most interested in out of these three. And I know that he has like some stuff, right? Like me and you were talking about it maybe on Monday, right? When we were here about how Fujinami... Was kind of like the hyped up guy. He was originally, Majorly. and like him and Senga kind of flipped spots a little bit.
1: Not even flip boss, but like a lot has been made about Roki Sasaki these last few months, coming from just watching the World Baseball Classic and how he's the phenom. He's unbelievable. But Shintaro Fujinami had a little bit of that allure going back like four or five years in Japan, and he came over. He's he, he, The stuff is incredible. He throws really hard. Fastball slider splitter. He started mixing a new sweeper. He also went to driveline. I believe this offseason with Kodai Sanga, mm-hmm. He might have been learning that sweeper in tandem together. But the stuff's amazing. He just does not know where the ball's going. Okay. He probably, his future is probably best served as a high leverage reliever because he'll be able to get near or at triple digits mm-hmm. with a really good splitter and a pretty good slider. But right now, they're just like, why not let him try starting? And it's just, it's not going great right now, but you're going to see some pitches be like, oh, that's really good looking.
0: They're doing an interesting thing too. He will only pitch Saturdays. Keeping them on a yeah. Saturday uh schedule for pitching. God dig it. Yeah. Shintar Fujinami. That's the the fun pitching name to keep an eye out for. Otherwise, they are the Oakland A's. They are the Worst team in baseball, I think we could say, or at yeah. least one of the worst teams yeah, in baseball. Yeah, one of the two
1: the worst teams of baseball. Yeah. To go. Also, JP Sears, like, isn't I don't think he's bad. I think that was a good piece they got from the Yankees last year in the Frankie Montes trade, along with Ken Waldachuk. He's got a good fastball that's above average, above league average velocity. He's got good movement on it. It's kind of bad league average. Actually. They just I have, a, a lot. They have all
0: the Yankee rejects. Caprelian's a Yankee guy, too. Yeah, he is. And Capellian's also, like, not awful. Like, he's, 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 a major, fine. he's a major league pitcher. Yeah, they, they have yeah. major league ish players. You know? Yeah, these are guys. These are all major league ish players. Yeah, and Sears has a sweeper that looks pretty good 100%. But, end of the day, Mets should win this series. Yeah, Mets should win this series and, pretty easily. And by the run differential of at least 11. Yeah, or 10. Yeah. 10's, 10's good too. You know what? I'm happy to lose this one as long as it's positive for the Mets. Yes. Yeah. Mets sweep. Mets sweep will be good. That's pretty much it for this episode, right? Nothing yeah. else to talk about Nothing here. Good, good series. We will punches. be back on uh, the Zoom episodes for the next few as they are away. James is making a little California trip. Yeah, I'm going to be at, at least one of the games in Los Angeles. Very excited. Never been to that park. Bring stickers. Maybe we can get some out yeah, in California for I'll, the people. I'll, I'll, so I'll pack if, you, them tonight. if you see James at Dodger Stadium, he's going to have some stickers for you. Make sure you hound him for him. Yeah, hound him. Tweet me anything. Just Instagram DM. But guys, thank you so much for listening and watching today's episode. If you like what you see, make sure you follow us on all our social media at Up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel if you want to watch the video version. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever it is, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download the podcast, and make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss out. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Messed Up Podcast. Peace out. Peace out. See you guys next time.